listening to Two Girls, One Podcast, a weekly broadcast that, if it were ever put into a spreadsheet and analyzed by business development professionals, it would immediately be canceled. And now here are your hosts, who never miss a chance to make the term V-Lookup sound dirty. Alison Goldberg and Lindsay Ford. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show, Two Girls, One Podcast. I am Lindsay. And I'm Allie. Um, Today we're talking about the most exciting topic in the whole world, which is Excel spreadsheets. I mean, I have never imagined that I would be so excited to hear about the ins and outs of dramatically fast excelling. (laughs) I do jerk off to Excel spreadsheets. So I can see that. I can see that about you. I can Um. see that about you. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently a lot of other people do as well. Why you got to make it dirty? Let me be clear that we're not actually looking at an Excel fetish today. That's not what we're doing. (laughs) Although that community probably does exist and we would like to talk to them, but that's not what we're looking at. It's true. It's true. I mean, I literally have not used an Excel spreadsheet since high school, I think. (laughs) I use them all the time, but in the most basic possible way. Yeah. I mean, I I use the Google version of them, you know, more recently. Yes, 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 yes. That's what I meant. I like it. Yeah. No, I just use Google Sheets. Yeah. But it's, I think it's much simpler. There's no Google Sheets championship being televised on ESPN. Not yet. yet. (laughs) Well, you just did a little reveal. So you want to tell our listeners a little more? It's a it's a concept that's a little bit beyond me. But today we are going to be talking about the Excel esports championships, which it's similar to video game championships. Like you watch people inputting code and data, baby, (laughs) data, baby, clean up some data. (laughs) Um, And then you see who is the fastest and the best and whose codes are the sexiest and <laughs> then you watch it on YouTube or you watch it on ESPN literally ESPN I mean I'm that's shook. the wildest part for sure yeah. I do like that there are people out there that are so organized I truly <laughs> I I want one of them to find me, me and yes. be in love with yes. me Help such me. that my disorganization mm-hmm doesn't terrify them it just Mm -hmm. entices them like a fun challenge and then we can live our lives together happily okay so what i'm hearing is you want a man to come and fix you it doesn't have to be a man but uh, i want an organized human person to fix up my life okay Lindsay wants a funny astronaut who's great at excel and they have to be gen z Lindsay, i'm working on my list getting uh more vague and you're working on getting more specific i don't know which one of us is right i'm not saying it's me i'm like does he have a heartbeat let's try it standards are being lowered and raised yeah. in at the same dimensions. time well here's the thing i think what i'm actually having an issue with is that i need a partner and an assistant <laughs> are they the same person just say you're going to save a lot of money if they are the same person yeah, if they I happen think. to be all in one package <laughs> it's fine but if the partner can pay for the assistant maybe we'll all be happier that's what we should do or vice versa you don't know <laughs> what that what? assistant could make you so productive that you can uh, subsidize a a, a, sh- a sugar a sugar i could be a sugar Wait, mama you're the sugar wow. mama yes, Wait, yes this podcast is going to get a need to get a lot more patreon subscribers <laughs> yeah. for me to be a sugar mama as as always we're far off topic i think that the topic itself is so weird i don't even know is it like you put up posters on your wall of a beautiful excel sheet as a child and then you're like <laughs> one day i'm going to be the you know michael jordan of excel yeah but that's like the the who are these people question and we'll find out more but like Okay, quickly, you know, I found this uh, shout out to People Make Games, which is a YouTube channel, an excellent like documentary YouTube channel about games. And we actually found our Blaseball, Blaseball guests and also (laughs) our 
Second Life Brothel entrepreneurs through this channel. They're great. And and I've uh, been in touch with them. But anyway, I said, oh, my God, these people are amazing. And they said, yeah, you got to interview Oz, who commentates on the uh, XL Esports. And my my perception from this excellent video and, and poking around a little bit is like, these are like accountants and uh, <laughs> actuaries who are like very good at their like number crunching jobs. But then they're like, oh, no, what if I could like solve these like insane puzzles on the competitive <laughs> stage on ESPN? And that's what we're talking about here using Excel, of course. Rad. Obviously, everyone's dream job. Yes. And there's cash money. There's prizes. Yeah, that's what's amazing. Like who is sponsoring these to give them thousands of dollars <laughs> to give away to these I mean, I guess rock stars of the accounting world. Yes, exactly. Microsoft. Well, <laughs> Microsoft. I don't know if that's true. Bill Gates. Something I love about it is it's made it to ESPN, which is so mainstream, but there's something about it that feels very internet-y and very old school internet-y, right? Yeah. Where it's like, also, and we've talked about this before, but just the, the trends that nobody thought would be a trend, right? Like yeah. nobody would have, 10 years ago, nobody would have thought unboxing videos would be a thing, right? <laughs> so to me, it's very similar where it's like the idea that people would want to watch other people fill out Excel spreadsheets and it's competitive <laughs> and people are into it and now it's on ESPN. It's amazing. Yeah, yep. you're correct. Very specific obsessions that so weird. people like to to kick around. I do have some trivia here for you if you're interested. Yeah, hit us with that trivia, Matt. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Um, I don't care if you're interested. You have to complete this trivia question right. by, by it's law. Contractual. It is contractual. <laughs> uh, this week, we're talking about some unconventional uses of Microsoft Excel. And today's trivia is about uh, that very topic. Tatsuo Horiyuchi, hopefully I'm saying that right, uh, an 80, a now 83-year-old retired man who lives in Nagano, Japan. Uh, he took up a Microsoft Excel hobby uh, in his retirement that garnered him worldwide attention. What does Tatsuo do in Excel? Wow, this is very cool already because it's a second life career. It's a person in Japan. Okay, let's go. Yes, absolutely. Uh, this is sort of a hobby that turned into something bigger. W what is it? Uh, a, uh, Tatsuo, he paints stunning Japanese landscapes using Excel because he was too cheap to buy art supplies, that's choice A. Or is it B, uh, he creates elaborate Sudoku puzzles that are technically solvable, but have baffled some of the world's leading mathematicians, that is B. Or is it C, he uses the cells in Excel to plan world record-breaking sculptures in Minecraft with his great-grandson, Yoichi. What does... Tatsuo do with Excel uh, that is kind of off the charts. When did he get famous? Do we know? He uh, So I'll say uh, he is now 83, but he was 77 when he started garnering some media attention. So I don't know okay. if that's helpful to your uh, calculus here. Yeah. Could he be 77 ago. with a great grandson? I guess he could. Yeah, of course you could. If everybody had, if everybody had a kid at 20, the great grandson is probably five. I don't know. So they can't be playing together yet. Ah, uh, ooh, it's the math. She's doing math. Mm, Allie is using Allie her Excel, Excel brain. Yep, she's doing good. her Excel brain. I would, I would, I'm gonna go with Sudoku. It feels very old person and Japanese. <laughs> I'm gonna go with A for no reason. Okay. Yeah, and also Baby Matt, a. he's not. It's not because he's cheap. It's because he's a fiscally responsible elder. Okay. Okay. Excellent. On a fixed income. Yeah. Understood. Uh, we will find out what Tatsu does uh, with Excel after this important break. Okay, I'm checking the spreadsheet and oh, right here in the $10 or more column are the people who have subscribed to our Patreon at that level and Allie, we need to thank them right now. And we are very grateful to Wesley Cordell, Jerry Duran, Jessica Fox, Kathy Phillips, Matthew Scott, Melissa Elliott, William, Jessica Kybell, Ken M, and Kelsey Murray. You all are the protectors of our pockets and we appreciate you so very much. If you would like to have your name shouted out here on the pod, please consider donating to our Patreon at the $10 or more level. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. Oh, my glasses. Well, um, 
sorry that we stereotyped everyone in esports. Uh, <laughs> you're beautiful. Uh, let's hear the trivia answer. <laughs> the trivia: What is uh, Tatsuo Horiyuchi, uh, a retired gentleman in Nagano, Japan? Well, what's he known for uh, using Excel? Is it A. Painting beautiful uh, landscapes because he didn't want to buy art supplies? That Ali chose that for uh, no apparent reason. Was it B. Insanely complicated Sudoku puzzles? Lindsay chose that uh, because he's old in Japanese, uh, and so you hit all the stereotypes there. <laughs> Very good. Or is it C uh, that he uses Excel to plan crazy Minecraft sculptures with his great grandson? Nobody chose it, uh, citing some, you know, some discrepancies in the age chain. There uh, is everyone sticking with their answer. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling good about it. Mm-hmm. Why not? Okay. Uh, for the correct answer, this comes to you from a video that was produced by uh, Great Big Story, which was like uh, CNN's little mini documentary web documentary series. Uh, they do they do good work. I think they shut down and then they came back or something. So it's good stuff. So I'll play a clip to find out what uh, Tatsuo is known for. Cool. Smell that? (laughs) Springtime. And more specifically, wait, hold on. That's Trader Joe's new sweet Italian chicken sausage out on the grill. Amazing. We love it when TJ's makes an appearance. Got him. I got to get some sweet <laughs> Italian chicken sausage, baby. <laughs> they owe us so much money for all this free promo. Sausages. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's the actual Great Big Story video. Uh, edited for brevity, but uh, you'll, you'll hear a little bits and pieces here. When Tatsuo retired, he decided he wanted to paint. But there was one problem. Allie! He was cheap. (laughs) He didn't even want to pay for an art program. So he used what was already on his computer. (laughs) So how do you paint in Excel? The line tool, it's usually used for spreadsheet graphs. That you can make trees with. And the bucket tool, it helps with subtle shading on, for example, the crest of a volcano. Oh, wow. Matt. This was a good one. Allie, you did it. I can't even believe it. That's why. Thank you so much. She wins. Uh, My strategy was don't think about it. (laughs) Just go with your heart. Go with baby A every time. Mm -hmm. I love it. When I found this, I I expected it to be like pixel art, like it would be different colors in the cells and then you zoom out and it's like a beautiful thing. But he's actually using the, the graphing tools to make literally these look like they were painted with paint, like like on a canvas. He's insanely talented, and uh, I don't I don't know if he's selling the work, but like the stuff he shows off in this video is like, oh my god! And he literally the the man himself admits he's like, I just didn't want to buy an art program. Like yeah. I, I already use Excel; it's already on my PC. I'll just use that. And now oh he's gosh. like famous. It's really okay. Straight. I just googled it. Y'all gotta Google it. He okay. is selling it for hundreds of dollars. Great. But it's amazing. It's that's crazy. I can't even make Excel add columns together. So <laughs> making Excel look like a fucking cherry blossom tree in full yes, bloom exactly. is crazy. There you go. I love it. <laughs> Will you drop uh, images into the Discord? Yes. Uh, links in the show notes, and we'll share some links uh, in Discord as well. That's so cool. Well, it is now that time of the show where we welcome our guest, an XL MVP, the host of the YouTube channel XL on Fire. They also teach XL on the LinkedIn platform, and they are a self-proclaimed data rogue. Welcome to the show, Oz Dussoleil. Hi. Hello, hello. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for asking me. What a name. <laughs> Oz yeah. Dussoleil. That's a, I'm going to take that one. It's mine now. you got to pay me $10 for that. <laughs> Honestly, that that's feels worth it, you know. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Well, I mean, since we are talking about your name, can you tell us where, where your name comes from? Are you a wizard? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Excel wizard. wizard, an Excel wizard. Yes, Ooh. he is. Oh, there you go. You are an Excel wizard indeed. I yeah. went through this, all right, because when I was deciding I was not going back to a regular job, I had to brand myself online to be a freelancer. And somebody says, yes, you're 
Oz, the Wizard of Excel. I said, no, because <laughs> a lot of my solutions are slow and dirty. And I see myself as this dirty sheriff with a strong but old horse going into an old Arizona town during the gold rush and say, you got a lot of loose shit going on. You know, they didn't have Excel back then, right? There was no Excel. Were you there? An Excel of the mind. Yes, an Excel of the mind. Yes. categorizing before there were categories. Hell yeah. And I see miscreants over here and gamblers <laughs> over here and just general troublemakers over here. Okay, back to Excel. Okay. Let's talk yes. about how did you get into the deep, dark, dusty world of extreme Excel? Uh, I wound up working this bad job in a call center. And every time I would get up to go to the bathroom or something, I would come back and there would be a note on my chair red letters with all these circles and my supervisor saying your calls are too long you're taking too much time between calls i was getting really pissed off because i felt like i was working and so i figured okay let me take a week and write down every damn thing i do the times the categories and then i did start to see patterns in what i was writing and then i saw this thing called excel oh I can put all of this stuff into Excel and sort it and get some sums and make some ugly pie charts. Oh, my gosh. And then I took the risk of sending my summary to the president of the company and he took it seriously. And that's when I knew data was power wow. because I could have just gotten disgruntled, <laughs> shut down or fussed with my supervisor and I would have just been seen as difficult. But when the president of the company saw the data and wanted to talk with me and then things changed soon after. Then uh, we got a new director and he started giving me different tasks that were data related and less about taking calls. And then there was a layoff in 08. I had a really nice severance package, didn't have to find a job immediately. And so I used that time to start to develop a web presence, uh, develop myself as a, an available freelancer and trainer. And that was really the start of it. Wow. It makes me feel bad that I didn't do anything during any of our many, many national disasters. Um, but I love when I hear silver linings of people who are like, yeah, then the world fell apart and I excelled. Hot That's dog. A, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my um, gosh, Allie. I didn't mean to make that pun. I can't. It, that's not my fault. OK, it's not my fault. All right. So Own it. It's, no, I'm not gonna. I can't. Okay, all right. It was. <laughs> let's have a row about it. Oh God. Um. Anyway, so how did you get in? How, when did you first learn that there was this wider community of Excel lovers? Oh boy. So okay. So I started a blog, and then I would have to start looking up questions, look, looking for solutions. Okay, and then I found the Mister Excel blog, and then. LinkedIn started to actually turn into something with different Excel groups and stuff. And so I went from being somebody who needed help to going on and helping other people and also getting into discussions and controversies, because believe it or not, there are controversies in the Excel world. OK, wait, wait. I would like to know about some of these controversies mm -hmm. in the Excel world. The big thing is VLOOKUP versus index match. My God, v I have exactly no idea what, what that is. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, <laughs> Well, well VLOOKUP allows you to retrieve data. It, it will do a match, a lookup at another data set and bring it over into, say, your current data set where you want the data brought to. Or you just want to make a comparison. Index match would allow you to do a left or a right lookup. Okay, fine. And if you insert a column, there's a risk of VLOOKUP breaking or... Uh, bringing you back something weird, whereas index match does not do that. Mm. Right. But then there is my perspective. If you have a situation where VLOOKUP works, use the damn thing. <laughs> if not, then, well, right now we have XLOOKUP, which solves some problems that VLOOKUP has and is less fiddly than index match. So XLOOKUP 
gets you the best of both worlds in a simpler package. How is it a controversy, though? Are they? Yeah. yeah. Isn't one just like obviously the one you got to use? Well, I have said that the index match people have created themselves a church. (laughs) (laughs) They have insisted, don't even show beginners VLOOKUP because you can't do a leftward looking lookup. (laughs) VLOOKUP breaks. Stop showing new users that thing. But stop it. Many people can still get a lot of use out of VLOOKUP. And then what are the the index match cult say? Yeah, but one day, oh boy, you you can't win with these people. (laughs) So yeah, it's it's an ongoing thing. And, And then there'll be lists. Somebody will say, hey, post your top favorite five Excel functions. And it doesn't take long for some index match people to show up and wreck the party. (laughs) Fundamentalists. Yep. If, some ifs, uh, some products, some people will say, and then there'll be somebody who says index match. Well, damn it. Index matches nested functions. It's not a function, but they show up and they knock on your door Saturday and say, hey, have you heard of Index Match? <laughs> have you heard of our Lord and Savior? Index right, match. exactly. You say, <laughs> wow. Or are you going to mention VLOOKUP and our God is going to hate your guts? Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. But, but so how did you start finding this wider community? We found each other. Okay, so uh, I go on forums and help people and get into these debates and then I get known. And when uh, Google had G plus and people were starting groups there, Mr. Excel invited me to a group he started. And I, oh, Mr. Excel, Bill Jelen knows who I am. Wow. Now, he's the guy. And I've described him as the father of anybody who's made a living off of pure Excel because there aren't many of us. Most people use Excel as a tool for their regular job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when he knew me, wow, we got to know each other online. And he asked me to update a book that he had written, uh, I think, in 2002. And this was 2013 when he asked me if I would update it for him. Sure. And then we did Excel TV for a while. There was Jordan Goldmeyer and Rick Grantham, they had this idea and they brought me in. I didn't know who Rick was. I knew who Jordan was because Jordan's an, an MVP as well. He actually nominated me for the award. And so we did Excel TV for about two years. And that really got me known. And I got the MVP nomination during the Excel TV days. What did you do to get nominated for MVP? Like what were the accomplishments and, and what, who gives this award and when is it, uh, you know, Excel MVP awarded? Is it annually? Is it quarterly? It is a designation given by Microsoft for people who have shown the skill. They, a lot of people have the skill, but community contribution, they look for where are you sharing knowledge And so YouTube channels, books, helping people on forums, speaking at meetup groups, interviews like this. Where are you sharing knowledge is what they really look at. You have to be nominated by an MVP now. At one time, you could self-nominate. But on the first of each month, new MVPs are announced in March We have to update all of the community contributions that we've done over the past year. And then in July, we'll find out if we've been re-awarded. Wow. Wow. Right. So you don't get it and keep it. They look for, uh, yes, how are you continuing to stay up on the new developments in Excel? And where are you sharing? Mm -hmm. Interesting. So (laughs) I guess I'm curious about who it is that awards this. What's what's the entity that's awarding the MVP award? They are behind a black curtain deep in the woods. <laughs> Wait, no. They're the Wizard of Oz. <gasps> <gasps> oh my goodness. Maybe there's a yellow brick road that we can follow and go see. They are deliberately murky 
is always anxiety ridden when we submit all of our contributions in March. Did I do enough over the past year? Did I do enough? They deliberately don't tell us what's enough. Wow. Wow. Little murky weirdos. Wow. Right. We don't know who they are. We do know people who have influence and can say, you know, like if somebody's borderline, say, but, you know, we really need that person in the program. And so the committee might listen to them and they might not. What, what committee? Who are right. these people? The ones behind the black curtain and deep in the woods. All right. Excel <laughs> is not a democracy. Uh, Excel is the next <laughs> conspiracy theory. <laughs> like, what's happening here? I don't know. Have to please the overlords or else. So, like I was working with one client and something just was not working. And so I was able to contact an engineer that makes Excel who confirmed for me this is a bug. Mm -hmm. So that let me know that I could stop chasing this thing. Had I not been an MVP, I would have had to go on a forum and post a question and people would offer solutions and whatnot, but none of them would have access to knowing, no, this is a bug. Stop. Do something else. Yeah. Access to the creators. Yep, exactly. It's the access. I like having influence on the future of Excel. That's the main thing. And helping people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've had people ask me to nominate them and I ask them why and they say so it'll help their career. Well, one, that's selfish. And two, no, it doesn't help your career. (laughs) Well, speaking of your career, you are a commentator on Excel Esports, which is so popular that it's now on one of the ESPNs, right? So Mm -hmm. what exactly is this and how do you commentate on this kind of data competition? This Andrew and Max, I believe they're in Latvia. They had this idea, mainly Andrew, for Excel as an eSport. And so it's called Financial Modeling World Cup. And financial modeling is a formal thing that requires financial background. You got to know about amortization tables and different things in order to do those solutions. Okay, that's separate from the esports, the stuff you've seen on ESPN and YouTube, where they come up with some really interesting challenges. Like you say, you got like a roulette wheel that has 17 slots and it's got the cherry, the bell, the dollar sign, diamonds, whatever. And you say, okay, it's going to start at this cherry and it's going to go 86 times. Where is it going to end up? Okay, so now somebody's got to write a formula to figure out where the pointer is going to land after 86 turns. Each challenge gets progressively harder. So one reel and that many spins would be the easy level. And then it gets progressively harder to where now you've got five reels and different starting states spinning a different number of times. And now they've got point values assigned. And the answer to that challenge will be the number of points and mm-hmm. not just it's going to land on the cherries. No, now you can't. <laughs> and then the math, you know, so it might add up across the five reels or multiply across the five reels. So there's all those different levels at the hardest. And then there'll be three bonus questions. The, for the bonus questions, once one, a competitor has answered it, nobody else can get those points. So it gets strategic. Do you go for the bonus points right away and freeze everybody out? and then take the challenges, but they get a half hour to get through all five levels or as far as they can. So that's the gist of what individual battle is. And there's the open battles that are going on right now until the world final in Las Vegas in December. But we've had a women's challenge, a collegiate battle, battle of the continents, I believe. So they've really turned it into a full-on esport with lots of fun and prize money. Okay, so as a spectator and or a commentator, what are you looking out for in an Excel battle? Everybody is shown the challenge. And then three, two, one, 
go and then the timer starts and then you see people start to look at their different screens and we'll say okay let's look at willem's screen what is he doing oh he's already got his starting writing formulas okay oh and he's actually going for bonus points before he starts the challenge okay that's an interesting way to go about it let's go look at stephanie and rose's screen stephanie has opened up another sheet and she copied everything over so that she doesn't ruin the originals and so now she's got time to play okay so now we got these two different strategies happening right Oz, can you come to boring offices and commentate on normal people's work because i think that would make it a lot better i have thought about um Spreadsheet, uh, no, spreadsheet rescue. John Taffer, white, right in his suit is too big. What are you guys doing? You got no validation in this spreadsheet. I don't know if you're incompetent or you're lazy. I suspect both. <laughs> God. Oh my gosh, I've never thought about having an office job and I can't even imagine doing Excel every day, much less for fun. But if I was promised that Oz would come in and do that at least once a week, I might consider it. Yeah. Hey, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I put on a suit that's too big. <laughs> and be like, Lindsay, you don't know how to make this formula work. And I'd be like, you're right. I don't. <laughs> and then we have that moment where we go sit in the break room and say, you know, you and I didn't start off too good. So, but I think that there is something else going on. You yeah. and your boss aren't getting along, are you? No, we're you not. Want. Wait, is this for your reality show about Excel? <laughs> I was going to say, it's like exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes. Let's yes. go back to this to the esports, though. Okay. okay. So one thing that's interesting is you see somebody. Okay, you're getting in. You got only like ten minutes left, and somebody's got two hundred points out of a possible thousand. What's going on? Let's go look at their screen. Oh my gosh. They've got all of these possible points stacked up. So at any second, they are about to paste those in and formally submit. And oh, and there you go. Now they are barely in second place, just 50 points behind Willem, who is in third, first place. It's, so it's just. <laughs> That's the drama. Yeah. It's So it's more yes. like a car race. It's more like it's like NASCAR more than like mm -hmm. football or basketball. Yes. Because it's like. Yes. Someone can make a big power move and all of a sudden jump a bunch of spots and and it and make it exciting. Yep, exactly. Okay. So who who are the different types of people? Like who gets involved in Excel esports? Anybody can. A lot of them are in banking. Oh. Or finance. Wow. Formal analysts. Are there any sort of big personalities? Like, is there someone who's always wearing, like, star-shaped sunglasses when they compete or anything like that? Not that. <laughs> Although, Lawrence Lau, okay. he showed up out of nowhere last year. We have people like Willem Gerritsen, uh, Stephanie Andrews, Michael Joseph Palisak. Darmid Early. I'm sorry. I like that you're name dropping Excel Esports champions. Like yeah. I have no idea what's happening. No, never heard of any of them. They seem they seem great, you know. But you're just I, saying them like you're saying Serena Williams, right. Michael Jordan. It's like, sir. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, tell us maybe about one origin story or someone. You know, you said Lawrence Lau came out of nowhere. What was his big? tournament the names that i mentioned palisock darman early they have been around for several years and then all of a sudden last year this lawrence Lau guy takes the number one spot <laughs> he has not been around for years but then we had the co collegiate battle in tucson arizona in december lawrence Lau shows up and he's got this big thick chain on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was showing the flash. Other people are so understated. Yeah. You know, they show up in just regular clothes. They're just regular people. Okay. I still want to hear more about the types of players. What are their real lives like? Like, how did they get into Excel Esports? The short answer is I am not sure. I know that they work in a lot of different industries and they do tend to be formally analysts of some type. Mm -hmm. Now, there is one person who is a professional gambler. He, and he doesn't want his name out there uh, 
tied to that, but he's the one of few outliers. But I can tell you that for the MVPs, many of us started out as I'm in this role and there's all kind of messed up data and I'm going to be the one to take care of it. And so then we go above and beyond our jobs in order to get this stuff straightened out. And we have to learn more and learn more. And then it gets to a place to where, yeah, we're known and then get nominated to be an MVP. So that's a common origin story around the MVPs. But I'm not so sure about the competitors. I do know that they are a different breed, though, Mm -hmm. are into speed. They know a lot of keyboard shortcuts. You don't see a lot of mouse use in the competitions. These people are moving. And during the competitions, you can see the count of keystrokes per minute. Mm. They're fast. Yes, People like me, we can solve problems. It'll take us a lot longer than 30 minutes. But (laughs) these people who compete, yeah, they're different. (laughs) It it sounds like, you know, I'm not a sports person, but it's like there are some people who are I don't think they are either. (laughs) No, no, I know. But I mean, like, to put it in context, like there are people in this world who are really good at basketball. And then there's LeBron James. Like, it's a different category of person serena williams like these are different creatures that inhabit our world you know what i mean yes and that's what it is to watch excel sports on espn (laughs) (laughs) which is like truly i can't imagine that there would be such a crowd for this that it would be televised well, that's okay. So let's maybe there's an interesting question here about accessibility. Me and, and this happens in esports, video game esports too. Of like, I don't need to know a lot about tennis or basketball to appreciate when a player throws a ball and it goes in a hoop and it's really epic. Like I can access that even if I'm not an expert. But how can I understand what the heck is going on in Dota 2 or an Excel competition if I've never played the game or never used Excel shortcut, you know, uh, formulas before? That is a challenge I find as a commentator mm-hmm. is things are moving so fast. It's your job to tell me what the fuck is going on here yes. in a way, in, in a lot of ways. Without getting into the weeds. Yes. Because if somebody pulls out the count ifs function, I can describe the count ifs, but I am not going to get into here is why this person is doing this because they have the multiple criteria and it's over here. And now they've got the dollar signs for the absolute sale references. No, I briefly described the sum ifs as getting a sum based on multiple criteria. And we keep going Mm -hmm. and we highlight the things that we see like somebody's holding on the points and they're going to drop them in at the last second. We'll mention differences in strategies. Somebody has stayed on the same sheet with the challenge and is scrolling back and forth, left and right. And somebody else will copy everything and paste it onto a second sheet. And work there where they can be really messy and then just bring the clean stuff back to the challenge Mm -hmm. sheet. Mm -hmm. So we point out those different strategies. We point out who's gone for the bonus points or maybe it's time for somebody to give up because there's only a few more minutes. Maybe they should try the bonus points. And then there are situations where people will get to the end and then they'll start just doing stuff manually. They stop writing formulas. They're just eyeballing, looking, Mm -hmm. writing basic formulas, and then putting the answer in, hoping that is right. And sometimes that works. Wow. So those are some of the things that we point out. And so I don't see it as my role as a commentator to teach Excel. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that we get to show that Excel is more than inventory and how many paintbrushes you have. (laughs) (laughs) You can have like there was a tug of war challenge. There's volleyball game scoring, the (laughs) roulette wheel example, the uh, slot machine example. So many different things that Excel can be used for with the emojis and all kind of cool stuff. 
Wow. Okay. You know, does anyone get involved in it who's not into Excel? Like, would I be confused if I tried to tune in and just watch? I've seen comments from people who were saying that they didn't understand what the hell was going on, (laughs) but they appreciated the commentary and they could kind of follow at least, you know, they see somebody, oh, here's somebody from Canada and uh, they're Canadian and they they start rooting for the Canadian. They don't understand (laughs) what a sum product function is, but this Canadian is in third place and oh, now he's in second, now he's back to third, now he's in second again. They get into it from that regard. The ESPN event aired one night and then I went into this cigar shop the next morning. People recognized me from the TV. <laughs> yeah. They have about five screens that one is always showing ESPN and you might have a baseball game or whatever. They were just amazed that they look up at one of the TVs and there's Excel. (laughs) And the volume is off, but they were intrigued that what are we looking at here? I would have been like, "Um, excuse me, I think the TV is freaking out. Something is, there's something, Mm -hmm. there's a mishap with the television. (laughs) Hey, how you get freaky is, is... How you do it, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think how I do it rarely involves Excel. Do you know what the viewership is for these competitions? For the battle that was last month, there's 1,172 views of that 51-minute video. Mm -hmm. And it's got a relatively small subscribership on a YouTube channel. But... When it's on ESPN and then I wake up and BBC wants to interview me (laughs) in an hour, Mm -hmm. okay, something is going on. So the the numbers may not show, but the reach is there. Mm -hmm. There's no live audience. Is that right? For the online competitions, yes, there will be people there and commenting in the chats. And then in... Tucson for the collegiate battle, yes, there was live audiences. And we were in the esports arena for the finals with all mm. the neon lights and everything. And there was a crowd, not thousands, maybe not even 200 people. Oh, but wow. it was a fair crowd because it's set up for gaming, that esports arena at, at University of Arizona. And so people can watch on monitors what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, yes, y'all can show up in Las Vegas, <laughs> I think, December 9th for like the World to. Finals. December yeah. 9th, yes. reporting yes. live from the eSports <laughs> final. I will be. I will be co-commentating. I've, I've already been asked, and I have agreed. And so how that works is, like, earlier this year, people could sign up to go through the online process and then the final eight will be brought to las vegas to compete live wow wow yep and the collegiate battle was man it was moving moving in what way there were three guys (laughs) young guys who traveled three days had five layovers to come to Tucson, Arizona from Madagascar. Wow. Wow. These young guys. And they took second place. And they mm-hmm. I feel like they took second place because they didn't understand the horse game. One of the challenges was you got two people playing the basketball game of horse. So you know that game? Yes. And so you got maybe a hundred cells that say Made or missed. It missed, 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 made. Missed, made, made, made. Okay, so now the challenge is at what point will the first person go out? And it gets progressively harder. Now you've got three competitors. When will the second person get the R? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, and so some people didn't understand that. The team from... Ohio State, they won the group championship and two of their three 
teammates didn't understand the game. So they had one person <laughs> there who had to explain it to the other two. And for those guys from Madagascar, uh, they didn't understand the game. You know, just to see these young guys come all the way here. You know what I mean? Like three days and five layovers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, truly, couldn't be me. I... <laughs> I can't imagine. That's so wild. Yeah. And Okay. So what kinds, you said that, that now there are kind of substantial prizes, you know, for, for these three guys who spent all this time, what, what was the prize like that they got for second place in this competition? Oh my gosh. I would need to look that up. I don't remember, but the prize money has been as much as $20,000 Wow. for top prize. Wow. Right. That's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> People who probably know how to like invest it and manage it, you know, because <laughs> right. they're excited. For people <laughs> work in finance, <laughs> likely. Make that twenty thousand do well, you know. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, if nothing else, the travel and the hotel coming to the U.S. to compete. Yeah. Yep. You said early on we were talking about how people get involved in the community and what it means to MVP, and you said that you know it's helping out in forums and making sure that people in the XL communities are connected and supported. So what are these XL communities like? Like what are some of the forums that you are helping people on? And what are some of the things that people in these forums like to talk about and like to work on together? Most of the forums are, I have a question and I need an answer. So not much community in the forums. Okay. Uh, There's more community around, say, the MVP world and the esports world. How do these, you know, how does this MVP community bond and formulate? There are about 3,000 total MVPs because every Microsoft product has a contingent of MVPs. So there are PowerPoint and Word MVPs, you know. Windows MVPs, and so roughly 75 Excel MVPs. And so we have a private list, an an email list, and we help each other. Somebody finds something funny going on in Excel, and then somebody else might chime in and say, yeah, I noticed that too, but I ignored it, but I'm glad you're saying something now. And then an engineer will jump in and say either we were aware of this or we weren't aware of it. Thank you for letting us know. We have the MVP summit every year where MVPs come together with the engineers for several days and they show us things that are heavily NDA that they're thinking about for the future. And they ask us, what do we think? And then those can get kind of feisty. Somebody might say, I don't mm-hmm. know what you were thinking when you thought about this, but my clients who are <laughs> blah, 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 they're never going to use this. And then the engineers push back. So there's a lot. We genuinely like each other. And so when we do get together, we hang out after the events. Like I was in Bulgaria for Excel days back in November. And we'll have Excel during the day and then go out at night and talk Excel, talk life, talk business, because many of us are independent. I love that. Well, Oz, as we head out, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about your personal channel. What kinds of things do you put on your YouTube channel? And uh, tell us the name one more time. My YouTube channel is Excel on Fire. I bring fun and drama, excitement, thrills, chills, and mayhem (laughs) to Excel. (laughs) Because a lot of my background with Excel is specifically data cleansing. I don't do much with graphics. I'm the guy that deals with, you got 10 different spreadsheets that are all formatted different and they need to be merged together and have the duplicates taken out. That's why I have a lot of danger and mayhem in what I do. It's not pretty like charts. Years ago, I did do just straight, bland tutorials, but then I realized I was not having any fun. And so then I analyzed a Primus song, Press (laughs) Man, 
yes in one of my videos and showed how three guys can sound like a huge band. And the answer to it, once I peeled the song down, was discipline. Because the guitarist Larry Leyland is standing around doing nothing most of the time. <laughs> right? But then when the chorus hits, he starts playing. And then the drummer is playing the full kit and not just a kick. And so it sounds huge, but it's huge relative to what was happening in the verses. Mm -hmm. But it's fun. I'm just having fun there. And then I get into the Excel. What I've gotten known for and what I've deliberately tried to do is show people when things break. I want to show the gotchas because I've taken a lot of lessons in different things. And like when I was studying bass, they would show me the notes. Here's the bass line, the skin tight. But I don't know how it supports the song. I don't know how the decisions were made to make that bass line. And so yeah. when I teach Excel, I'm not going to just teach you some damn notes, which then you still don't really know what's happening. <laughs> I need to show you what is going to happen when you get out in the real world. Things break. You got to take different directions use this instead of this in these situations. Well, it sounds like your YouTube channel is full of stories and mm -hmm. ridiculousness. Yes. And we should all go and check it out. But thank you so much for coming here and letting us in on the wide world of Excel Esports. Yes, and thank you. Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate this. So, Allie and Matt, are we going to Vegas to see this thing? Let's do it. I actually would like to. Yeah. I, I mean, you guys, I went to AlienCon. Why not go to Excel Esports? Like, I'm really <laughs> in. Lindsay, we should road trip in and watch this. Honestly, <laughs> I would love nothing more than to go to Vegas for this thing. <laughs> I, I think, like, I just can't decide. I mean, Oz was so entertaining, so I kind of believe it would be fun to watch. But I also just feel like we just need some backup plans because Vegas is a little far and I think it'd be fun to watch for like an hour. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, my backup plan is doing shrooms and going to one of the um, <laughs> Cirque shows. Oh, that's a great plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Barry the lead, uh, how was Alien Con and have you made any discoveries? Are we alone <laughs> in the universe? Wait, I guess we only talked about the fact that I was going, right? Correct. Right. Okay, well, I need to um, shout out one of our listeners, Chad, who was a little concerned that I was falling down some YouTube wormholes. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to be clear that I understand YouTube is not a source. <laughs> but thank you for looking out for me, Chad. I just think it's the most fun thing ever to daydream about life on other planets because sure. I think it must exist, statistically speaking. I also sometimes think that maybe we don't classify as intelligent life. Truly. Maybe there is intelligent life and we are not it. Because if you think about it, if you are another species and you see Earth and you're like, oh man, this is a planet where they're killing their planet. Like that's pretty unintelligent. You know what I mean? Right. Like I just don't know that, that we are, we, I don't, yeah, I think we're using our own egotistical standards for what intelligence is. Mm -hmm. So anyway, True. but no, the, the, the thing itself was kooky, you know. There there was some stuff that like almost seemed legit legitimate and then there was a lot of weird shit. There was a woman who could like <laughs> recover your um, subconscious abduction experiences that you've mm -hmm. repressed, which I kind of mm -hmm. wanted to pay 35 bucks for. But, <laughs> and then uh, I kind of regret that I didn't, you know, for 35 bucks, you're making memories. And then um, there was also a booth there about the Sasquatch, which is like not even aliens, right? Hey, it's just get like out of here. Well, maybe the Sasquatch is an alien who got left behind. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Except for they don't really depict him as like particularly intelligent, right? So like, how do you make it over here? But yeah, that's true. But there was also like this uh, like British like ex-military guy who was talking about different sightings and like with a healthy do dose of skepticism was like hey here's you know there's this incident that happens and here's what was left behind here's what was reported we don't really know what it is you know it doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's aliens but like certainly is a possibility so that was kind of fun to listen to and then my friend got up and asked a question which was also super fun <laughs> oh what was the question <laughs> well because he was talking about I recorded it so I'd have to go look back but basically he talked about like the number of incidents that are classified oh, sorry not classified Class classified as something, right? The number, number of incidents where they re they figure out what it is, mm -hmm. and then the number of incidents that they cannot explain and are unknown, mm -hmm. and then 
her question was actually great. She like remembered all the numbers that he had said at the beginning of his talk and at the Q&A at the end. She asked for clarification on like how many incidents that was. I forget. She did a much better job than I'm doing right now. So I'd have to go rewatch. But it was like also <laughs> really fun. It's just like 200 people there. He was like, any questions? And my friend like darted to the front of the room and I was like, all right. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's like, I think aliens are such a fun thought experiment. And That's a good way to put it. I, again, I just think like statistically speaking, there must be life on other planets. Have they visited? Could be. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Why not? I, I recently saw a map of um, like reported uh, UFO sightings or whatever, uh, like in the globe. And it was like a picture of the globe with dots for every sighting. And it's like either aliens really love America or there's something culturally going on where we see a lot of UFO. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no one's reporting UFOs in Chile or whatever. Like they just don't exist. And it's like, okay, Wait, no, obviously. Actually, there, are, there are other countries where it's reported for sure. Yeah, but the, the, the sheer number yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah, reporting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no. Well, Amer- Americans are crazy. I mean, and also I'm a strong subscriber to the Fermi paradox. Mm-hmm. It definitely, there have been life forms capable of space travel and if they exist at the same time as us is is a smaller possibility. Wait, is that the Fermi paradox? Isn't there also one that it's like any, there's also a paradox that's like any civilization that gets that advanced then kills itself? <laughs> that's part of it. Yeah, they're, they're, so they're all adjacent, but F- Fermi is basically like the universe is so big that, like you said, Lindsay, there has to be something, but it's also so big that even if there's something, it's probably technologically impossible to get from star to star or galaxy to galaxy. Like it's an unfathomable distance of space where even the most sophisticated technology couldn't even bridge the gap. Meaning we will go forever and coexist with other life and never meet them because it's impossible to meet them, which is like very sad. It's very depressing to think about that. I don't think that's sad and depressing. I I Mm. think, I mean, that's just, that's just a a galactic level of how there's so many amazing people on earth and there's, Mm -hmm. it's possible, you know, that you You could never meet the person (laughs) that is exactly like you and, and, totally into everything you're into. But you are at least aware that other people exist. This would be like if a million amoebas on a grain of sand will never know that dolphins exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're right next to each other, but it's impossible for them to know each other, to perceive each other. But I mean, you just got to live in the moment, Matt. You can't let yourself get too upset about that alien dolphin you're not going to meet but it's cool to know at least at least we have the capability to think about the fact that the alien dolphin that we will never meet does exist yeah which is cool we joke that we're not intelligent but that self-awareness that we could even do this thought experiment is like yeah it's It's pretty cool it's cool self-awareness and reflection is unique to us and maybe like a couple other animals but not many yeah what if we're totally wrong though and they're all capable of (gasps) self-reflection i've eaten a lot of smart cows then if if that's the case (laughs) yeah we just need spreadsheets of all the smart animals and how many uh of them will get to space travel (laughs) (laughs) oz come back we need you to clean up this data (laughs) um well i'm googling the uh financial modeling world cup and uh Lindsay and i will be there so if you would like to join join us us. absolutely Uh, and afterwards we will be shrooming at cirque du soleil so you're welcome to join for one or all um actually you really shouldn't shroom with strangers so we'll be alone for our shrooms yeah we we will not invite you to that (laughs) shrooms and cirque du soleil is a great plan so this i look forward to this day you can do it on your own but don't come up to us yeah don't talk to us Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> we heart your faces. And um, if you would like to reach out to us and when we're not at Cirque du Soleil, you can find us on the socials. Mine is at the Lindsay Life, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-L-I-F-E, across all social media platforms. I'm at Allie Goldie, A-L-L-I underscore G-O-L-D-I, across platforms, including Venmo. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you can also email us. That email is 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail. That number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6 You can also visit our Patreon, patreon.com slash 2G1P. Please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. 
And you can join our Discord, discord.gg slash 2G1P. The Discord is a great place to drop us a note for future episodes or suggestions for guests. Thank you all so much, and we will see you next time. Bye. See you at the championship. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Allison Goldberg and Lindsay Ford, then briefly considered for MVP of MS Paint. I mean produced by Matt Silverman in New York City. This episode was edited by Avital Ayler with production assistance by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. Oh, my glasses.